the idea is when you see something, you're able to make the decision that is best and puts you in the best position to succeed. And that's all flexible dieting is. It's a mindset of, I understand the nutritional principles that matter. Thus, I can build a nutritional program or game plan that is perfect around my life, but I can also simultaneously change it at any moment in order to put me on the best track. I see my victory so clear. I see my victory so clear. It's a day we break through. It's a day we break through. It's a day we break through. It's a day. What is up, Fit Farm fam? Welcome to the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast, where we empower you to make a breakthrough and dispense your full potential. My name is Dr. Adam Martin, and I'm your host for the podcast. I've been a practicing full-time community pharmacist since I graduated pharmacy school back in 2012. I'm also a professional speaker, author, and lover of living life to the fullest. The Fit Pharmacist community exists to serve you to dispense your full potential by learning from our world-class guests on how to practically apply simple solutions to not only elevate your pharmacy career, but nail your nutrition, master your mindset, and fit fitness into pharmacy through simple solutions to guide you to live a fulfilled life with passion and purpose. Thank you for being here. Now let's dive into this week's new episode. Putting the health back into healthcare is not an activity. It's a lifestyle. It's a way of living that instills a sense of authenticity to lead by example by the way we choose to live our own life. When it comes to nutrition, the flexible dieting lifestyle has been a way to stick to your goals consistently without deprivation, fad diets, or having to rely on supplements or medications. Just enjoy your food and eat it too. That's why I am so excited to bring today's guest to the podcast, the founder of the flexible dieting lifestyle and fellow macro magician, Zach Rushelow. This icon in the nutrition industry, recently turned 26, states that above all else, loves three things more than anything in the world, his faith and relationship with God, his amazing family, and of course, food. I resonate with him on such a big level, and not to mention we also drive the same vehicle. So (laughs) I had to bring this bro up onto the podcast. So Zach, welcome to the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast. Thank you, Adam. I appreciate you having me on. You nailed that intro. You nailed the last name. You, You nailed the whole thing. So we're off to a good start. Oh, I love it, man. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on. Myself, I have been a huge follower and fan of yours for many years. And I know a lot of my clients and my followers in the healthcare space just absolutely love what you do and just making life simple so that you can enjoy it. And people say, you can't have your cake and eat it too. But Zach the Magician says, oh, yes, you can. So <laughs> it's really an honor to have you on board, man. Of course. Of course. I appreciate you having me on. I'm excited for the interview. Hopefully, I can provide a ton of value. Oh, I know you will without a doubt, man. So guys, if you don't know or follow Zach online, first, where have you been? <laughs> but he is at the Flexible Dieting Lifestyle, and he has extensive experience in nutrition. His journey, his story is really phenomenal. Uh, Not only is he well-versed in the nutrition space, but he's just well-versed in health overall. He used to own a gym, and it was in that space 
that he had kind of had this transition. So Zach, I want to invite you to share your story with how the flexible dieting lifestyle came to be. And for those who are looking to get healthier and may not be familiar with or have heard of the flexible dieting lifestyle, can you just introduce and run us through your journey and what that whole movement means to you? Yeah. So I, man, this is one hell of a journey. So I was in college, 20 years old to set the precedent. I'm a five foot eight white dude. I, oh. yeah, I know. I played uh, college basketball, played division two, paid for my college education. And during my sophomore year of college, and if you guys understand anatomy, I tore my iliopsoas tendon which is like ripping a filet mignon steak. It's very rare. It was an awful traumatic injury. It left me in a wheelchair for over a month and run for over a year and my basketball career was over. And so up until that point, I was known as, it was a cool thing because I was an outlier. It was Zach, the five foot eight white kid that played basketball. And so like that had become part of like who I was. And that was super cool to me because whenever I walked in anywhere, there was automatically a chip on my shoulder. I was unique. I was different. And it was cool. So just like that, it was done. It was over. And I was like, man, what do I do? And I had a priest mentor at the time who had a very important conversation with me. He saw the value and the talent that I had. And he he challenged me. He's like, Zach, you need to, to see how is this happening for you, not to you. And it was amazing. I read a book right afterwards called Start With Why by Simon Sinek. And that book changed my life. And I recommend it for everybody listening and anybody that I know to, to read it. And what it did, it made my life very crystal clear. It was, okay, how did this traumatic experience send me in the direction necessary for me to achieve my why in life and give me purpose? And I was like, okay, that makes it very simple. It's like, okay, how would this injury lead towards that? Okay, first and foremost... I need to recover from this. I need to go through a rehabilitation process. And what am I going to do? I'm going to rehab from this. And what can I learn from this? How to rehab and help other people prevent this from happening to them. And whenever I dove into it more and more, I realized how important injury prevention is and performance with your nutrition, your sleep, your mobility, um, understanding your anatomy and physiology, uh, strength training, everything, quality of movement. It, it was just, it's this circle of all these different things that flow one into the other that put you in the best position to succeed. And that was a huge thing for me. And so as I dove more into that, I had mentors. I um, I was an economics major. I didn't change my major. Uh, the school I, I went to f- was a school that was known for its economics program. And I was already so deep in my major and it, they didn't really have anything that was like exercise science or nutrition. I was... Um, so what I did was I became hyper-focused. I didn't start partying. I, I mean, I stopped partying. Uh, on my Friday, Saturday nights, I would be reading my my nutrition textbooks, my anatomy physiology textbooks. I, I was doing all these things on the side in order to prepare myself and, and, and fulfill that why. And then fast forward to my senior year, I was um, the head strength and conditioning coach for three teams at the university. I was a, a head assistant coach. And I had started my first training business and I was training faculty and staff and local athletes in my area. And I built up to a clientele of about 60 um, as a senior in college. And so I had a a decision to make after, as I was graduating college was, okay, 
Do you take the path of your degree? Do you go to Wall Street? Do you become an apprentice to a, a, a very successful person on Wall Street and then eventually take their position and then be able to mentor somebody else in three to five years to do the same thing? Take a, an opening salary of, oh, it's not a salary. It was more of like you perform, but it, when you're a, an apprentice to somebody who's very damn good, you're going to make a lot of money because you're learning everything from them. And I had a lot of friends that were making six figures right out of school because you can work as much as you want yeah. and, and you reap what you sow. And, but I saw that lifestyle tearing them apart. People that had never used drugs before abusing up, upper drugs like cocaine and Adderall and things like that in order to help them perform more and make more money. And I saw them spending disproportionate amounts of money on trying to be happy. And so the money, extra money that they were making was actually spent towards actually making them happy. Wow. And it was this wild. It was, a, and, and I had to ask myself, do I, do I really want to go down that route when addiction is a very serious thing in my family? It runs rampant in my genes and my, uh, my genetics. And I was like, no, 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 I don't want to do that. And so I didn't use my, my major. I decided to graduate from school and go home and start my training business out of the backyard of my parents' house. And after I graduated college, I had a little road trip driving back home where I was stopping at all these places to pick up equipment I had purchased off Craigslist. And there was like seven stops on the way home. And by the time I got home, it was two days long. I had all the equipment. I started putting it all together and I started training people out of the backyard of my parents' house. It was mostly, mostly athletes. Uh, uh, a house mom wasn't going to like train out of the backyard of my parents' house. So what I did was I built up my clientele. And then within two months, I had worked out a deal with the city to become the head trainer at their facility. And I would give them a percentage of sales. And that was great because I had no overhead. I paid only when I was training, cl training clients and it allowed me to build up my clientele at a, at a pace that was that was sustainable. And then eventually, um, so I was 22 at the time. Eventually, by the time I was, I had just turned 24, we were in the process of building my own facility. And that was about a 5,500 square foot facility, brand new, um, beautiful facility. And that's when I truly realized what it was like to be a business owner. And that was a reality check that like every month you have that rent coming in, you have to meet. And, and when you have like a bunch of trainers, you have to understand that you need to be training a certain amount of hours per month in order to break even and all these little costs that come up here and there. And I was just like, man, like I'm no longer a trainer anymore. Like this isn't that much fun. And then I realized, whoa, I'm training. We didn't have a problem with getting clients. We had no problem. It was, that was not an issue. The issue was, I just wasn't happy. I had, I was training clients. Yeah. I, every Monday through Saturday was eight client hours, pretty much every single day, sometimes more. And that's not on top of what you have to do at the gym. So that was, that was intense for me because eight hours of the day, I was no longer, I, I was not allowed to really think about myself. I was thinking about other people. And then eventually I was, man, like I was just so fatigued. I couldn't even think about myself. And I was just becoming a zombie. And I was like, why am I ha not happy? I was like, I have everything I wanted. I'm as successful as I want to be. I'm up for business of the year as a 24. Like, what the heck? And then I had to be real with myself and, and, and say, okay, like what would really make me happy? And so I thought about my day. I was like, the times when I was really happy was if you're a personal trainer, you understand like 
from that 11 p.m. to 2 to 4 p.m. is that lull time when you don't really have clients. You're training clients from like 6 to 11 and then like 4 to 9. And in that, 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 that in-between time, I was going home and cooking. And I was, uh, I was just like having fun with recipes and stuff. And, and one thing that was also huge with my training was the fact that of the nutritional component that they got with it. There's a lot of educational aspects and everybody was getting results. It was not because of the time I was training them two to three times a week. Like that wasn't it. It was the application outside that got them the results. And I was like, man, that's so powerful. I was like, that's so powerful. And I was just, I wanted to help more people that way. And so I just started sharing more about that. And then eventually people were just like, Hey, start your own Instagram. And so January, 2016 is where I started the flexible dieting lifestyle Instagram page. And so I started just sharing recipes on there. And then eventually it moved to a lot more educational content and, um, and, and then it turned into something I couldn't even have imagined. It was just, it became a business in itself. So I started to see it as a business when in what is it, October, no, September of 2016, I went to my first fitness expo and it was the Olympia in Las Vegas. I went there with, um, as a fan, I had no idea like what I was getting myself into. I just had people recommending at the time I had, I think like 25,000 followers, something like that. And I was walking around the expo did not expect this to happen, but I was getting stopped left and right to ask to take pictures and everything. I was like, Whoa, I was like, wow. They're like, this is cool. I was like, man, this is like really cool. And eventually, uh, throughout the whole weekend, I was just walking around and it was happening over and over and over again. And, and, and in that moment, as I was flying home, I was like, I'm going to sell my damn gym. Wow. I'm going to figure out how to turn this into a business to where I'm good and I can sell my gym. And so it was a six to eight month goal I set for myself to create a, a replaceable income that was solid enough that I could live on and be able to sell the gym. And so eventually I did that and I sold it in June of 2017, um, moved to Austin in September of 2017, and I've been full time with, with FDL since then. And so it's coming up on almost two years, which is pretty damn cool. Um, um, so yeah, that, yeah, that's pretty much the, that's a, the long, I mean, not the long, I could go way longer on that story, <laughs> but it's, it's been a, a cool ride to showing up each and every day. And it's just cool. Now I have a team of four, uh, it's, we go on a little, we're going in, in a week, we're going to New York together on a team trip. Uh, just our first like real trip together um, for a weekend just to hang out. And it's just, it's been wild. It's been really cool. Nothing magical has happened throughout this is showing up each day and surrounding yourself with really damn cool people. So yeah, I know you wanted me to talk, uh, touch on like what flexible dining lifestyle is and like, what's the, what's the brand. Uh, I just feel like I've been talking for so long without not talking. So like, I kind of just want to hear your voice for a second and then I'll go right back. Well, dude. Wow. Like the reason I'm not talking is I'm speechless. Like your journey is so inspiring and there's a lot of amazing golden nuggets in there. Um, but really learning points that I think uh, our audience here with the fit pharmacist can really resonate with. Um, one of the big things is people chasing money and feeling that that will buy happiness. Um, I, unfortunately, I see that in pharmacy a lot, people looking at the dollar signs because it's, it's dramatically different. 
um, community pharmacy or retail being the, the biggest, you know, your, your traditional mom and pop shops, pharmacies, you walk in to get your scripts filled, um, being the biggest source of income. So people chase that and it might be great for a few months, but after a while they feel that lack of fulfillment or like, what am I doing here? So my question for you with that, that I think will really help people is I think a lot of people find out that they have to really take a check with themselves and realize that they're not happy and the money is not going to do it. it. It might work short term, but long term, it's not going to fill you up. So my question for you is the most common reason that people don't make that shift or pivot is fear, fear of the unknown. They have the security, so they want to keep that. So what, what did you find to help you when you were at that time thinking like, wow, like this is so cool. There's so much potential here. Like people are telling me, they're cheering me on that I can do this. So was there a moment or like a, a thing that clicked in your head where you, where you decided to take that leap of faith and go all in on what you felt filled you up? I wouldn't say there was a moment. There was just a vision. So for example, I, I, I constantly thought of what would life look like if I could do this all day long? And I just constantly kept that going through my mind at all times. What would life look like? What would life look like? And like, when we think about the best athletes or entrepreneurs in the world, they already are thinking about what life's going to be like once they do it. So it's what kept going on in my head was it's only a matter of time. And I think that's something if everybody can adopt that, it's only a matter of time. Those who lose are the people that quit. And it's like, you will get there. We don't know when, but it's a matter of time. And like that changed my life that because it's like, oh man, I don't know how to do this right now. I want to figure it out. It's only a matter of time. And like anytime I ever had like came into anything, it's like, okay, I, that just kept going through my mind all the time. And, and so there wasn't like a specific moment, but that's the thing that helped me truly understand was just creating that vision of like, man, this would be really cool. And it's like, okay, let's make it happen. It's only a matter of time. And so one thing I see a lot of people do that sucks is because they're not happy, but they're making a lot of money. They buy a nice car. They buy a nice house. They have all these liabilities. They have all these expenses to where they have a car that they drive to work and they drive back home and they have a house that they only sleep in. That's it. And so they have all these nice things that they only use in order when they're not working and thus they have to pay for it every month. Thus they have to keep that job in order to pay for that. And so my thing is like, man, like cut your liabilities, live like very humbly, like obviously don't deprive yourself, but like don't buy expensive stuff. Like understand, like think of yourself, what makes me truly happy? What are the things in my life that really, really light me up? Okay, cool. Like maybe that is going to get your Starbucks every day. Cool. I'm perfectly fine. But the, but look at all the other things that you're spending money on in your life. There's only a core few things that really, really, truly matter to you that you want to spend money on. But we tend to, I see this with nutrition as well. Like people will eat, let's just use an example. They'll eat brown rice when they don't even really care about it, but they really like macaroni and pasta. And I'm like, man, like eat your pasta. That's your carbohydrate source. But like cut back on the brown. You don't even care about brown rice. Why are you eating it? Like, and then you can literally make that small tweak and then replace that brown rice with a little bit more vegetables or something else that's a little bit lower carbohydrate. Then you're in a good, like you've made a small tweak that can make a huge difference. And I see people eating foods that take up a big chunk of their calories and their macronutrient totals for the day that they don't even really care about. 
and they are depriving themselves of things that they truly do care about. And then this small tweak creates sustainability over time. And so people ask me, okay, what's the flexible dieting lifestyle? It's that awareness. It's nutritional awareness of the principles that matter to where you can achieve nutritional freedom. That's it. Because life is ever evolving. You're going to have moments where you need to make decisions about nutrition like that. It's the people that don't know how to make that decision because they've been giving a cookie cutter program that whenever things don't go as planned, they have to make an audible. It's like if we think about football, the best quarterbacks, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, at the line, they can audible based on what the defense looks like. Oh my gosh, it looks like a, a, a blitz you got. I'm sorry, I'm, I might be speaking in like way over the top terms, but the idea is when you see something, you're able to make the decision that is best and puts you in the best position to succeed. And that's all flexible dieting is. It's a mindset of, I understand the nutritional principles that matter. Thus, I can build a nutritional program or game plan that is perfect around my life, but I can also simultaneously change it at any moment in order to put me on the best track. There isn't like a straight line. It's like you're constantly wagging and weaving to get to that end goal. And you're able to make those decisions for yourself. And that's a learning. It's learning. It's, it's, you have to take the time. I tell people it's a four to six month process in order to have the nutritional awareness to be able to be set for the rest of your life. Uh That's it. Yeah, man. I agree with that. That's what I tell my clients and people looking to get in nutrition. It's the simple principle of what gets measured gets managed. Mm -hmm. Uh, As Peter once said, is just having that awareness. And that takes time. So people say, you know, I don't want to weigh or I don't want to track or I don't want to measure the rest of my life. And that's not it. And I always tell people, like, think back to when you were learning to tie your shoes. You never done it before. You have to be like super focused and take your time and you're still screwing up. Whereas your, your parents aren't even paying attention. They're doing something else and they're tying their shoes real fast. Perfect. Because they've been practicing that for so long. And just like you probably don't even remember tying your shoes today. That's what consistency will build you. And coming to back to what you said on how to make that pivot and, and go for your dreams, I, I think that both of, I, both of us uh, are on that visualization track. We're just seeing that and what's this going to look like, seeing what the results you want and being consistent. So it's not just like wish it and appears, there's work required. You have to put in the time like you just said, but being really clear, I always say clarity creates power. So the more that you work towards it, the more you visualize that, the more you can get into that kind of system that will allow you to afford and create the life that you want. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's tracking now so you don't have to track for the rest of your life. Because the awareness that you create just by just weighing out your food for a little bit of time, oh my gosh, it's like the old adage. It's like, give a man a fish he eats for a day, teach a man a fish he eats for a lifetime. Love that. You just got to go through that process. It's just like with anything. But if you start with the end in mind of, hey, in four months, I don't want to have to track macros ever again. Cool then be so damn present when you're tracking right now to where you create those mental pictures so you don't have to do it anymore. You don't have to spend any more unnecessary time. Just be super present. Dive into it as much as you can. And then you don't have to worry about it ever again. And that's a, that's a huge thing that a lot of people, they overwhelm themselves. They, they, they tell themselves they can't do it before they even give it a try. Yeah. And, and they 
they they expect once it starts to get a little hard and a little difficult and they have some failures, they quit. And this is one, this is a huge thing. They have people around them that love them so much. So for example, it could be your mom or your dad. This is something I've worked on with a lot of clients is the idea of you need to be careful telling people around you that you're struggling, that care about you. For example, let's say uh, I'm starting to track macros and, and I'm talking to my mom. My mom does not understand macros. She does not understand it at all. I'm not talking about my mom. I'm talking about just in general. <laughs> I was say, she's always yeah. in, the, in the videos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like my mom definitely understands it. But let's say that you're starting to track macros. It's really difficult in the beginning and you're having a hard, you're having some struggles and you tell your mom that your mom's going to be like, well, honey, like, don't worry about it. It's okay. Like that, that, like you should just stop doing that. It's a little too aggressive. That's a little too much. Like I've never tracked my macros and I'm okay. Like, and you, you're going to have people that are just going to want you to, to be happy because you're struggling. So what do you need to do? tell those people all the great things that you're, you're going like, Oh my God, I had pizza today for the first time and it fit into my macros. That's so cool. And then over time, you're, it's only a matter of time before it gets easier because you don't want to tell those people in the beginning. Cause all they're going to think about is like, Oh man, like you're struggling, you're having a hard time. Like talk about all the good things. And then eventually those bad things that are struggles will become so much easier to where you won't even have to tell anybody about it. So you just got to be careful about that. Cause we all have those people in our lives that want to just protect us. So then they'll say, tell us to stop doing the thing that's creating struggle. When in reality, that struggle is necessary investment in to like you being happy and successful in the long run. Yeah, man, that's such a golden nugget. Those people that care and love you. So if there's something in your way, they just want to get it out. They, they have good intentions, but that's such a big key. And I tell people this all the time. If you're always skipping the struggle, you're never, you'll never create the strength. Mm -hmm. That's where it comes from is by get overcoming that adversity. Use what's in your way to empower you through that learning process. So that's not, I don't think that's the point I've ever covered in the podcast. So that's awesome that you brought that up. Um, so it's not to not, you know, hide who, what you're doing, but I think that's such good advice and just seeing where they're coming from. They have good intentions, but when you're trying something new, when you're trying to grow, just like working out, bringing back to fitness, like when you work out, you are literally creating, you're making yourself weaker. And that's literally how your body grows. If you do not get weaker, you will not get stronger. That's how the body, like the most amazing thing that God has made that we still can't replicate with all the technology and brilliance we have. We still can't replicate that simple concept. And that concept holds true the test of time, uh, the test of God. So that's just such a huge thing to keep in mind is, yes, there are things to ease that, but you have to go through that process because by growing through that, that's what is going to happen. Going through that will allow you to grow into it. So I think that's brilliant. Without adversity, we don't even know what growth is. Like we, we, we have to have these polar opposites in order to create change because if there's no bad, there's no good because there's that relationship between the two. Like the, it's, it's a necessary evil and that's the hard part. It's like, okay, we don't realize how powerful and great God is if we don't have the bad things in life to help us realize how great he is and what he's given us. Like, it's that's why there is God and the devil. Like that's why there is those polar opposites because they, they, they create this balance and this, this hierarchy that helps us truly understand the trajectory of our lives and how grateful we should be. 
so, so powerful. Without the darkness, you wouldn't be able to see the light or even know what light is. It's that contrast, this beauty. Yep, I totally agree. And I, I love what you said. And for those of you listening, uh, if you've been following me on Instagram for any length of time, uh, you see my faith and lessons that I've learned from walking with God embedded in the majority of my posts. And I just talk about it all the time. Like I started this with, I read my daily devotional. It's by my side every single day. It's like, it's a, it's a commitment. Um, and that's one reason why I was so excited to have Zach on the podcast as a fellow brother and man of God. I mean, he puts that as a priority. And, and this is a huge point that I learned in the last year is that faith is not meant to be a priority. Faith is meant to be central in all priorities in your life. It's not a centralized thing. It's for all things that you're looking to do. Um, so, Zach, I'd love to invite you to, to speak on that because um, that's something very apparent that struck me um, when I started following you many years ago um, is that that's central with all that you do. Well, I, you said it perfectly. It's the moral of the story. So, for example, there isn't a moment where you're just sitting there one thing that's changed with my faith is I would batch it. So for example, I would have a moment where I pray or I'd have a moment where I would vote like I was going to church or I have all these different things, but it was kind of disappearing throughout my day. It wasn't this overarching thing that would govern all my decisions throughout the day. I would have moments where, okay, is this the right decision or the wrong decision? But I wasn't living like a holy life, if that makes sense. Absolutely. I wasn't being a, a servant leader. I would have moments where I would remind myself what a servant leader was, but I wasn't like having that overarching, all-encompassing 24-hour mindset of it's not like this all-or-nothing type thing. It's it's perspective. It's I, And it's something that's evolved with me too is I, I see God as like a parent, God knows that we're going to struggle. We're going to have moments where we disobey him. We're going to have a moment where we're just going to have a lot of times where our parent is disappointed in us. And that's a necessary thing. He knows that that's going to happen. He already, I mean, he's omnipresent. He knows that he knows what we're going to do at all moments, but all he wants is, are you grateful for the, the opportunity that I've given you? Are you grateful? Do you appreciate me? And that's all. And, and did you give more than you took? It's that simple. We have all these rules in the Bible. We have all these things that we're supposed to follow. But in reality, I believe, and people can say I'm full of it, from all the things. I, I know every faith. I know every religion, like the back of my hand. I've studied them all. The moral of the story is, are you a good person? What are your intentions? That's it. You can go to church. You can do donate to charity. You can do all these different things. God knows what your intentions are. Are you doing it just to have your peers look up to you and be socially accepted? Or are you doing it because it's a good thing? Exactly, man. And so for me, who was born and raised Catholic, raised throughout, has gone through kind of a part in my life where I've really challenged that part of my faith. To where, oh my God, I've truly realized, man, all these rules that I thought were black and white, they're not. Like, it's a very simple score. Are you a good person? Did you give more than you took? What are your intentions? Or do you, and do you appreciate the gifts, the, the, the gifts that God has given you to be able to 
to, to, to glorify everything that he's given you. And are you making the most of it? Are you making it, are you making him proud? That's it. That's what governs my faith now. And I'm not going to rely so much on the interpretation of people interpreting signs and all these things and documenting it. Cause there's, if you're a human being, you're biased, like and throughout we're storytellers. And so I just think that's a simple framework that anybody can follow. Anybody, and, and, and I'm going to have people that say, and I'm going to start talking about this more. It's like, I'm going to have people that say like, wow, you're so full of it. And it's like, cool. But that's my interpretation of it now after thinking about it for many years, my whole life. And I've been trying to understand throughout and I, and I've had many moments where I thought I had it all figured out. And then it just comes back to, man, it's really simple. It's really freaking simple. And once you understand that, it just kind of trickles down because if you're like that with the overarching faith in, in, in God, then you do that with every aspect of your life, that simple framework, give more than you take, be a good person, be grateful, boom. Then when this life is over, I believe you're going to be rewarded. And it's like, just like that. I love that. And that concept applies to so many areas in life, just we, we, we feel that in order to succeed or find the answer, we have to like have this intricate formula or this thing that's a secret code when it comes to nutrition, when it comes to business, uh, God, especially like, oh no, I have to, you know, recite it backwards while I'm standing upside down in order to really understand what it means. But the simple answers, it, it's really that simple. Complexity is the enemy to execution. So if you try to have all these crazy things and there's like 50 steps for one action plan, it's not going to get done. How can you simplify it? How can you get that clarity to create that power to be consistent and keep that present in every action that you make in life? So what you said there is so profound, not just with faith, but with nutrition. How many people listening to this, uh, I don't know about you, but for me, I started with the whole clean eating thing. Like, oh, in order to get extreme results, I have to make extreme sacrifices. And it's got to be this intricate thing with, you know, boiled chicken and all the fun stuff, right? So that led to just overwhelm and frustration and all of those things and coming back to simple, flexible dieting. Yes, you can have a donut and not feel guilty and enjoy it and still crush squats, still look the way you want, still feel the way you want to feel and stay on track with all the other things. So that is such a huge point. I really want to drive home. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I mean, everything is the moral of the story is. So for example, if your whole diet consists of donuts or the moral of the story is most of your diet is donuts, you're not going to be in a great position to succeed. If the moral of the story is most of your diet is whole minimally processed micronutrient dense foods, yes. And then if you happen to have a little bit of donuts here and there and fill in the gaps with that, that's how it should be. That's what being flexible is. And when you understand the nutritional principles that matter, you understand that. And that's all I want for anybody. I love that, man. This has been such an honor. I've learned a ton. I'm sure you guys listening, watching have too. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to throw a curveball. I'm going to do five fast facts about Zach real quick. Got it. So favorite food. Oh, mac and cheese. Ooh. Favorite exercise. Walking. Now we're going to go a little deeper here. What is the biggest lesson that you've learned in your life that comes to mind in the last five to 10 years? I mean, I carped on it over and over again. And it's only a matter of time. Only a matter of time. 
we talked about uh, gratitude as being huge. I start every day with this. What is in, in your current present? What is the one thing that you're most grateful for in your life right now? My inner circle, oh man, my inner circle, it's people that I can confide in and I can say to them, hey, uh, what do you think of this? And I know their response is based on the love for me and wanting to see me succeed. So it's having those types of people around me. Amen, man. Final question. How do you define fitness? Mm, Man. Are you, oh man, loaded that's, question, that's, right? <laughs> that's a loaded question. How do I define fitness? Um, are, are you fit enough to live the life that you want to live? I, I think that's it. Like at any moment, at any time, are you fit enough to, 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 to have no regret based on what you're trying to do and trying to accomplish. And I think that's it. And that's different for so many people, but your fitness should help support you living your best life and whatever that looks like. Cool. But your fitness should not take away from your ability to be able to do that. Nailed it, man. That's absolutely beautiful. Thank you so, so much um, for being on this, for sharing all that. I got tons of value. I know people listening to this, you guys, This is a podcast that you want to listen to several times. If you're driving, make sure you get home so you have some notes to take because there's some major golden nuggets in here. Um, Zach, where can people best follow and interact with you? So it's going to be on Instagram, the Flexible Dieting Lifestyle. If you guys are listening to this podcast, take a screenshot, post it up on your Instagram story, tag me, um, tag Adam, just let us know that you're listening and, uh, yeah, or shoot me a DM. Let me know that you listen to the podcast. I got a lot of DMs. So if you want me to actually see it, send me a DM and have it, uh, subject line podcast and like, uh, and then have a space. So then I can see that as the subject line. So if you go to your DMS and you look at them, I can see podcasts and I know I can open that one because, um, yeah, I just got to be careful with how much I get lost in there. I'll never leave anybody on scene. If I open a, a DM, I will respond to it. Sometimes I get bombarded with a DM and I open it and it's just like 17 paragraphs long and I'm like, Oh my gosh. And so then I'm like, simple obligated back to the simple. To, yeah. I got to respond back. I'm like, Oh man. So I drop everything I'm doing to respond to that. So like, if you want me to respond to that, send me one with podcasts and, and, and let me know what you thought of the podcast. And another thing is um, we have a, a, a top 50 podcast in the world, the flexible dieting lifestyle uh, podcast. So um, make sure you search that on iTunes. Um, yeah. Give a few listen. Uh, we have it set up like a Netflix show in the sense of season one is uh, giving you the tools to help you build the perfect diet for you. Season two is how to mold that around your lifestyle. And we're currently in season two right now. We're about 33 episodes in total. So we're in season two, episode 12. So yeah, definitely come over there. Um, show us some love. And yeah, flexibledietinglifestyle.com is our hub. But yeah, thank you, Adam, for having me on. I appreciate you. Well, it's a pleasure, man. And guys, all the links, because there's so much more content Zach puts out. He's got courses. He's got recipe books. He's got YouTube. I mean, and this guy is genuine. He's the real deal. Um, he's I vouch for him like a thousand times over. This guy is legit. So all those links will be in the show notes so you can follow and connect with Zach and all the amazing things that he's bringing to this world. Zach, I want to acknowledge you for all the amazing work that you've done. You are an agent of change. You're a man of God. And I really respect you for all the work that you've been doing and living your life on purpose, for purpose, with happiness, joy, and love. So thank you so much for your time and being a part of this podcast, brother. 
Absolutely. Thank you, Adam. I appreciate you. All right, guys, this is Dr. Adam Martin with the Fit Pharmacist Podcast, signing off with the macro magician, Zach Rushalow. Go forth, be great, and dispense your full potential. 